Hello there. This is not Jay Ram. And I'm Jeff Suarez Grant. This is Get With The Program. Yeah, here we talk about a question we have about online course design. As we help faculty build their courses, we have our own questions. Hey, now, what's our big question for this episode? How to plan a week of instruction. Okay, so when would you actually start that process in, in this design process? When would you start to plan a week? Now, one way to do so is after you've broken down your objectives into module level objectives, and you start to plot those module level objectives um, for specific weeks of instruction. Um, so some skills you want to introduce earlier, some skills you may want to develop later, um, some skills you may want to return to um, later as well. And then maybe right at the end, you could master some of those skills um, as described in those MLOs. So this is like really the first step in, in course mapping, um, mm -hmm. right? Where you, you've got like a multi-column document and it's like in one column, you've got like the, the week's topics and the next column, you've got the module level objectives you have decided to cover in that particular week. Um, I'm thinking you'd probably want to address like two to three module level objectives each week. Um, how do you, how do you kind of know the right number or the sequence of those module level objectives? I think a general rule about probably three or four um, module level objectives are can be covered each week. It does depend on the discipline and how granular your module level objectives are. Um, sometimes there's a natural sequence, um, a natural reason why you place the MLOs in a certain week. Um, sometimes um, they mirror the, the topic selected for that week. Um, sometimes the context goes well together uh, for those MLOs. Um, sometimes you have a overarching narrative you have for the week or even the course, and then each week has a sub you know, episode. And those MLOs, those skills that you want to inculcate, you know, they're right there and ready for that narrative. So those are some things. Um, do you have an example of one way of doing it? Yeah, I think I think in terms of like how many to select each week kind of depends on how complicated mm -hmm. the the action is that's being described in the module level objective. Like in my example here, I've got uh, a faculty who's doing um, like cultural expressions in the Americas, right? So it's mm -hmm. a, kind of like an art related course, and all of the uh, the point one module level objectives, right? So these are the the first module level objectives for a series of bigger course level objectives. They're all defined, right? So define aesthetic, define artistic projects, define Latinx art. So I'm thinking, you know, probably within one week, they could probably cover all of those point one objectives. Um, and then later in the semester and in a subsequent week, maybe like week four or five, then they could go up to the next set of more complex module objectives, which feature words like describe, the connections, explain, uh, differentiate, right? But you're kind of laying this foundational knowledge, right? Being able to define and recognize first. So those are some module objectives that kind of make sense that they would be clustered together in a single week earlier in the semester. Yeah, that's, a that's I would say, a more traditional kind of Bloom's way of doing it. You have a strong foundation of those, uh, the um, low levels of blooms. Mm -hmm. And then you wait until later in the course to build on it. 
um, with high level verbs. Um, one way, I, another way I found was um, from another faculty and the topic of the, the week um, was exploring relationships and family. Mm -hmm. And then several MLOs were plotted there. So one is um, summarize how family systems influence individual decision-making. Another one was identify examples of how a person's environment can impact relationships with self and others. And another, this one is more higher level, right? So this one is compare and contrast um, different types of family structures um, and how to change over time. Um, another one is explore types of institutional support for families. So here you have some lower level verbs like identify and summarize combined with high level verbs like compare and contrast within the substructure of, the, of week three um, and the topic exploring um, relationships and family. So how this faculty kind of constructs the, the week is early on there's a textbook that concerns um, the whole thing, basically all three module level objectives, and then a quiz, which would, where you can definitely do MLO 1.2, they identify examples. That's good for that quiz. Um, and then there's a discussion, right? And this is multi, there's multi questions there, mm -hmm. uh, multiple questions. So one question is um, choose a theoretical perspective um, and discuss how you might use it. So basically that's like, a little bit of all of them, like you have to summarize like a family system, you know, identify examples, um, and then the faculty has them kind of apply them to different scenarios, um, like for their own life. And then there's another assessment at the end, um, which will cover uh, MLO 4.2 and 4.1. Again, compare and contrast and explore. So my point is basically, the faculty has like readings and quizzes to go over the lower level skills mm -hmm. and has a discussion that integrates those lower level skills with higher level skills like compare and contrast. So it's more of a mixed structure per week. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you think about, if you, in my example, like the whole course is kind of like this mountain and in the early weeks, like mm -hmm. you're kind of at the base of the mountain climbing up midway through, you're midway at the top of the mountain. In your example, it's more like a series of like smaller hills, right? So students mm -hmm. get up to the, it's a, it's a shorter hill, they get up there and then they come back down, they, they go up again. Um, and so, yeah, I think either one works. You're absolutely right. Like the example I gave is a little bit more traditional. Um, but I, I kind of a follow-up question to that, you know, that your module level objectives kind of like dictate the activities, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of inspire the activities and assignments. If there are different module level objectives every week, different actions, could that mean that the the activities that are given each week like are totally different? Like, how do you establish some sort of routine for students if we're so dependent on the module level objectives? I think that's a great concern because I think um, you do need some kind of regular routine for for students so they can, you know schedule their time, they know what to expect, they can see how you're working your way through um, each week. Um, so I think you can do both. You can have a, a consistent weekly structure or experience and have MLOs that are distinct. 
Um, you can always change the structure um, now and again uh, if you feel that the MLO structure necessitates it. But generally speaking, I think you can have a, a, a standard kind of module structure with a beginning, middle, and end. Mm. Um, basics of storytelling so students know that what to expect, basically. Um, it's almost like an in-person. You can use the in-person as a example, basically. So like in the beginning of the week or even at one session, there's an intro, a hello, so maybe a question. Then you go into some more lesson material and then questions and then maybe independent practice. So that kind of that's kind of a one model for how to structure a module. Yeah, I think I think it's fine to change the routine, but just maybe don't change it every week. So mm -hmm. like have have like two to three weeks of a consistent routine and then okay, now we're like middle way through the course, then the routine can change slightly. Um, but yeah, there definitely has to be some sort of consistent module structure. So maybe the activities change, but the um events of instruction where there's you know Ghani's events nine events of instruction mm -hmm. uh that can kind of give us some inspiration i think you were kind of alluding to that a little bit like at the beginning of the semester like you do you present some content that's kind of like analogous to in in person uh like the direct instruction right dissemination of content and then there needs to be some sort of guided practice potentially um I think that give information, let students practice with it, and then like actually see if they you know, measure their learning at the end of the week. I think that could be, maybe that could be your consistent pattern that's carried all the way through the semester. But like the types of practice activities or the final assessment in the week can certainly be different and are, you know, of course, inspired by the module level objectives you're selecting for that week. Yeah, and I've seen this um, concretely in different courses within that and a learning management system. For example, you can start out with a, a sharing activity and you know that portion of the module could be even titled share, mm -hmm. um, where students can discuss a scenario and apply their prior knowledge to that. And um, you can uncover what they know, what they don't know, and how that could be helpful for future learning in the module. Um, so share could help with um, prior knowledge. And then the second one could be practice with help. Um, so that practice can involve, you know, reviewing materials, maybe a reading quiz, other low stakes quizzes. And in the middle, you can bundle your um, live lecture. That could be a part of it in a sense, um, even though it's maybe through a different platform. And the third part could be, you know, the end, I guess, could be practice independently where you present some problems to students and they um, provide you and perhaps you alone with the answer um, through a regular assignment. Um, so that's one way to structure it. I can see something like talking about inflation. Maybe you can share something about prices to begin with, practice with help, a live lesson where you go over some scenarios and then independently where you maybe apply some formulas or some graphs to a scenario and present that to the, the faculty. Yeah, and there's kind of a, like you start together, students start together, but then at the end of the module, they're finishing independently, right? So you want to ensure that you have a good sense of each individual student's kind of, you know, learning or mastery of the content. Um, and that's that seems like a pretty useful, repeatable pattern, right? Mm -hmm. So start with peers, practice with peers, 
and then of course, you know, assess each individual student individually. And then, you know, if you have a wider group project, um, you can insert that, you know, for one of these different um, events, for example, practice with help could include the group project for one week. So that's how you can add your group, your other structures to the course, like high stakes, low stakes within this same module pattern. It's okay to differentiate it, you know, based on your module level objectives or the kinds of assignments you have, but they can all feed into that kind of beginning, middle, end structure. Mm -hmm. And then these, these words we're kind of recommending like share, practice with help, practice independently. These are words that are actually displayed to the students in, in the module. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, we, we're using Canvas, but Moodle and other platforms have like this tool to section off right mm -hmm. portions of the course and most of them have a, a tool to kind of display these these keywords directly in the module so that they're not, they're not clicking into something it's just very apparent that everything under this section is intended to you know share uh, everything under this section is intended to help you practice with help um, and again it's kind of an aesthetic thing it's a, a visual kind of hierarchy within the module but again gives students um, a clue or a cue about what's going to be happening in the items that are underneath that section. And you can also indent within the text headers. And there's more you can do as well. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, you can also use emoji, you know, Unicode characters. Um, you know, in Canvas, we're kind of limited in what we can kind of display in a module. Um, but I've seen lots of great examples where faculty have used emoji to, again, introduce some symbols and some visual iconography in the module to make it a little bit more interesting. And then also, don't forget about uh, having good names for the items in the module. You know, use a consistent naming convention for assignments and discussions and quizzes, and then also a consistent, uh, you know, naming convention for the module names themselves. That really helps students understand the pace and pattern of the week. Yeah, one other one I have is review. Um, so review the material. Um, and that could be, that has been used as a text header um, to distinguish it from the next section, which is check, where it's a knowledge check. And the last one is apply. Um, so that's the last section there. And the example is a, the um, example assignment here is a discussion. Mm -hmm. So the last thing could be a high stakes discussion as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be an assignment. So that's where, um, you know, there's still freedom um, within this structure. Yeah, I mean, with review, I mean, it could be review uh, a journal article, it could be review mm -hmm. or watch a video. The check could be one week a quiz. Another week, it could be a short um, paper, an individual mm -hmm. submission, um, and then apply. Yeah, again, that could be, uh, again, a paper, a more lengthy um, essay, perhaps, or again, like you mentioned, a, a higher stakes discussion with, you know, again, the discussion settings uh, configured so that you have to post before seeing other people's replies. And that's kind of how you can preserve the, you know, again, get a good sense of each individual student's, um, you know, current learning on that, on that subject matter without, again, there being an advantage to someone who posts later to that discussion. All right. Thank you, Jeff. I'll go ahead and reiterate the question we had this week. So it's how to plan a week of instruction. Yeah, so I think we can take 
uh, lots of inspiration from our module level objectives. We can recall some of the things that we did in you know, face-to-face instruction too. You know, thinking about if you're teaching a Tuesday, Thursday class, you know, maybe the Tuesday class is a little bit different than the Thursday class, right? You introduce something in Tuesday and then you have them practice with it in Thursday. Thinking about how those similar structures can be used in the online environment. And of course, doing something with uh, keywords, you know, cues to students to let them know the, the structure, the substructure for a particular week. Again, we mentioned share, practice with help, practice independently, or review, check, apply. And again, using the tools in the learning management system to show and, and highlight that hierarchy for students in the module, in the learning management system. And that makes it you know, transparent for our students as well. Well, thank you, Jeff. I am Najee Aram. And I'm Jeff Suarez Grant. This was Get With The Program.